Hey y'all, welcome, welcome, welcome. I am Angelica, your host and content creator for the Ugly Truths podcast. So for today, I kind of wanted to get into the topic of using your voice. Um, I know I mentioned that in my first introduction, that first episode about, you know, this is my way of using my voice, but there's other ways that, you know, I noticed I use my voice as well. And perhaps if you have a if a problem or if you struggle with using your voice, you know, we'll kind of unpack and process why that is. So let me tell you a little story. This recently happened. <laughs> I'm currently in school and uh, I have this professor. And on the first day, wherever we sat, he said, this is where you're going to be sitting for the rest of the semester. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I got me a little seat in the back. So if I don't want to pay attention in class, excuse me, I can just go ahead and, you know, not pay attention and text or whatever. I know it's highly unproductive. I don't do that anymore. But let me tell you why I don't do that anymore. So one day I came into class late um, and there was a girl sitting in my seat. So I had to take another person's seat that was not there for that day. And at the end of class, he took the role and he called my name and he was like, Oh, Angelica, why are you not in your seat? And I said, well, somebody's in my seat. (laughs) Like, what do you mean? And he said, okay. And at the end of the class, he went up to the girl who was actually in my seat and said, we're just going to keep the seats like this and you can um, have this seat, my my seat, basically. And I'm just looking like, wait a minute, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. How are you just going to give this girl my seed after one day? And her name was not even on the roll. So at this point, I'm kind of like, you know, kind of kind of throwing off a little bit. I'm not going to go into the racial aspects of it because a girl sat in my seat before, but she was not the same skin complexion of this girl. So I was wondering why the other girl that sat in my seat had, didn't have her name there like this girl now has. If that makes sense. I hope that makes sense. But... Basically, I told him, I was like, you know, so that's my seat, though. And he really could not hear what I was saying because he's hard hard of hearing a little bit. So the girl was like, oh, it's okay. I'll sit in front of you. And there is another girl that sits in front of me. So I was like, somebody sits there, too. And she was just like, you know, okay, kind of dismissive about it. And that was really the whole issue, of course. A seat is never the actual problem. I can move from this seat, that seat to the third. But my biggest issue that I had with the situation was that I felt like I was not being heard. And because of that, I got triggered. And I was very upset about it because if we're being honest, it's kind of like people see black women as, you know, their own, as a stepping stool, essentially as a, a benefit, as a additive to what they're trying to do, if that makes sense, as a helper. So whenever we tend to use our own voices, I kind of feel as though it's kind of overlooked. It's overpowered by somebody else's voice. And, you know, that's just how it's been for the past couple fucking decades. Excuse my language, but it's angering because it's kind of like there is no regard to our feelings, our emotions, our thoughts, nothing. And once again, this is not just based off of a seat. This is based off of pure observation of how African-American women have been treated within the past 
decades, if not centuries of being placed on the back burner. And if we are to speak up, we are instantly thought as the loud black girl, the ratchet one, and of course the angry black woman. So it's kind of like I, when I was younger, I didn't want to be seen as that. So I adopted this very quiet and shy trait. And you can ask my mom, whenever somebody came up to introduce themselves to me, I would hide behind her because I was so terrified, you know? Um, and when using your voice does not usually end up in a, a good light, or if it does not end up in a way that benefits you, you tend to stop using your voice. And you can tell me I'm wrong, but I know for a fact that I'm absolutely not. (laughs) I know for a fact I'm not. Because how many situations have you been in where you were like, you know, I'm going to use my voice. You use it and nothing comes out of it. Or you use it and something may be flipped back on you. And it just gets twisted and turned and all these different outcomes can happen from you using your voice besides what you actually want to happen. The outcome never comes. So from that point on, like I said, I did not speak up. I was very quiet and a lot of people would consider me a nice girl and I don't, I don't desire to be nice. I desire to be kind. And we're going to get into that topic later, but to be nice is to basically lack boundaries. You're putting yourself in a back burner by not using your voice and letting them be comfortable. You're literally letting them remain comfortable in your silence while you're sitting there uncomfortable. Now, who does that benefit, you or them? So, if I'm honestly speaking, um, using your voice can be very powerful, and that's what I'm learning right now. You know, even as I'm creating this podcast, It's scaring me because I'm like, you know, I'm not sure if it's going to be, I'm not directed, but received the right way. If anything is going to come out of it, I'm kind of just shooting in the wind here and hoping that whatever I say can reach and teach other people and help them from places that I have previously been before. That is literally the whole point of me using this podcast as a tool to gain my voice back and possibly to help others in the process. So once again, (laughs) this is not just about no seat, (laughs) just in case y'all still stuck on that. This is literally about not being heard and it can become so frustrating. And it's even worse if you grew up in a place where you are not even allowed to have a voice. And I know in a lot of black households, me and my mom was talking about this conversation where basically she would tell me if when she was younger, she was supposed to be seen, not heard, you know, so that off rip, imagine that generational issue just trickling down where women are seen and not heard, where they're not allowed to use their voice. So for that specific instance, in my case, it trickles down what she learned from her mom she now uses on her children. And what she now used on her children, I learned from my mom. <laughs> and it's just a, a a cycle that's never ending until somebody breaks it. And um, she definitely did break it. And she's continuing to break her generational curses and issues. But 
um, as she's teaching me as well, which is why I'm able to do what I'm doing right now. So being able to use your voices is, in my opinion, one of the top things that you can do. You have to advocate for yourself because if you do not, who will? And another aspect I kind of want to touch on is knowing when to be silent. You have to have a balance. Everything has to be balanced. If it's not, you're going to be an extremism on one side or the other. And both of those are detrimental to your mental health. Not only that, but to your character. Because have you met those people that literally talk about anything or talk and respond to anything, even if they aren't asked? Those people are annoying. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Those people are annoying because they never know when to shut up. (laughs) But literally, you have to know when to use your voice and understand that it is okay to be a silent person. It is okay to be the quietest person in the room. There is nothing wrong with that. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. I'd rather be a quiet person than a person that says things that they don't even know about themselves. Boastfully talking about their ignorance out loud, basically. I'd rather be a quiet person. Not saying that everybody that does talk a lot is, you know, ignorant or anything like that. But I noticed for me, as a quiet person, I kind of keep to myself and I develop and process my thoughts to myself, not all the time, but in most cases where, you know, anxiety is running high, I have to sit and I kind of shut down a little bit because I don't want to use my voice. I don't want to be wrong. And that's kind of like where we go wrong at as a whole, not wanting to speak up and be wrong. Well, at least you can learn from speaking up. Everything is a teaching moment. Everything can be a teaching moment if you're okay with speaking up and maybe being incorrect one or two times, but not all the time, child. Not all the time. Mm-mm. Learn when to be quiet. <laughs> but just to kind of wrap it up, I just noticed for myself, and maybe this may help you as well, but when I used to use my voice, I used to get so scared. I used to get so scared of what others would think about me. I used to get so scared of being wrong, if I'm going to say it the right way, you know, and all those things kind of, those can happen in any case. You could be saying something completely right and people are going to disagree with you. Does that mean your opinion is wrong? Does that mean you shut down and stop talking? No, you stand on what you know. You stand on your own truth. And if they don't like it or they don't accept it, that's not your problem. It has nothing to do with you. That's a reflection of them. I'm still learning this, though, as I'm telling you all that. (laughs) Because if I was told to get in front of a whole bunch of people, that would take some heavy practicing for me. Just because I still am currently healing from, you know, not using my voice and... I'm now creating those boundaries to where when I do use my voice, I won't feel a negative way about it or I won't feel like I maybe shouldn't have done that. No, I take time to think before I speak to ensure that what I'm saying is aligned with what I actually feel, not out of anger, not out of hurt. Take time to process those emotions and what's being said to you so you can provide an accurate response. And that way that minimizes you thinking that you're saying something wrong because you took the time to sort out and see what you're literally feeling 
and interpret that into words. So it literally minimizes the risk of you being or you inaccurately saying something. And when you kind of stand on your own truth and stand behind that word that you said and you kind of understand where you are coming from yourself, you're not going to care what people think. You're not going to care. Because for you, you know it's true in your gut and your heart and your soul what you're saying is accurate. But one of the things, before I really do wrap it up, because I know I said I was going to wrap it up before. (laughs) One of the things that I know may be an issue is being wrong. Literally standing on what you're saying and, and being wrong. When I mean being wrong, it's a lot of things that we can kind of process maybe based off of our triggers, our emotions, and not actually what's being presented in front of us. So let's say you have a history of someone being negative or malicious towards you, and you kind of start assuming that they're going to be like that towards you all the time. That has now became your reality for not just that person, but for those around you as well. So when you speak up, it's not just things that, you know, are actually not without your sunglasses of, what what would I call this? Without your sunglasses of your perception and your reality. So everything you're seeing is through a lens of how you perceive things, how you perceive things in your reality based off of your experiences. And if a person is not moving malicious or negatively towards you and you happen to think that because of a trigger or because that's how it's been for you previously with other people or other instances, you're automatically going to be incorrect because you're moving off of emotions that have not been healed. You're moving off of wounds that are still affecting you to this day by thinking that somebody's moving negatively or maliciously towards you and that may not be the case at all so taking that time to may to maybe kind of process your feelings is this what's really happening or am i am i seeing this out of my lens my perception of reality or could it also be this way and i think what's so what's so scary to me is that fear will literally have you in a chokehold to where your blinders are literally on to any other reality besides your own because we can only see based off of our own experiences not anybody else's but the trick to that is you create your reality you create your experiences literally imagine who you would be without the trauma without the pain without the wounds imagine Now throw that away because that's not possible. (laughs) That is not possible. Instead of imagining it that way, we have to kind of imagine it as a healed person, understanding that these traumas and triggers have affected us and they very well may happen again. However, if you now have the tools to go about things a little bit differently than you did last time, or maybe you have those boundaries to counteract what happened last time, so it may never happen again. 
You won't be operating out of somebody who's never been through anything or never been through trauma because that's not realistic. Now you're going to be operating as a person that's grown and learned and healed from that environment. Because literally, whatever triggers we have, it activates our coping mechanisms or our our ways to kind of deal with what we've been through. If you really think about it, that's exactly how it is. I know for me personally, when I was scared to speak up or say anything, I would shut down. I would start, my body would start shaking and I would literally get hot everywhere and it would feel like the sun is breathing on my neck, child. It was so terrible. But then I realized that's your body's way of protecting you. So when you go through these traumatic events, and it doesn't have to be something that other people consider large, it whatever a traumatic event to you is is very much so subjective in my opinion because everything affects people differently. So for me personally, I I know exactly when my voice was stolen for me. And within that instance, anytime that I was placed in the spotlight again, I would I would start shaking, I would get nervous, I would start studying my words, and then it would get so hot. And I'm just like, oh my God, I have to get out of here. It it triggers the flight fight or flight response. And for those who don't don't know what the fight or flight response is, is basically your body protecting you. Either you're going to fight that threat or you're going to take flight. Okay, Delta first class, you're up out of there. You're leaving. <laughs> and that's usually mine. And right now, in these cases, I have been triggering my fight. I have been triggering my fight because I'm tired of leaving situations where I'm not comfortable in. But to be uncomfortable is to also induce growth. So that's why I started using my voice more often and it, I, I may feel hot, I may start to stutter, I may start to shake. But as that's happening, I'm implementing a change, I'm rewiring my brain to now see that this is no longer a threat for me. And it will not be a threat for me anymore because what I have to say is important. What I have to say is protecting me or maybe protecting somebody else that needs to be protected. But whatever I'm saying is just as important as what, what anybody else could say. I'm no longer placing myself on a back burner to make others comfortable. I'm no longer making myself smaller to make anyone comfortable. This is who I am. This is my voice. This is my truth. And I'm going to use that. I'm going to use it. Okay. Mark my words. I'm going to use my voice. I'm going to enforce those boundaries because we cannot afford to keep suffering in silence anymore. And it really, it should make you angry before anything that your voice has been literally taken from you for so long. It sucks. It sucks to feel so meek and so small. And unheard, like your voice does not matter. It's the feeling and the anger of being disrespected because that's exactly what it is. And it's not just you being angry towards them, it's mostly you being angry towards yourself. Just think about it because you're allowing somebody to literally overstep a boundary that you have mentally placed that you think should be known out and about, but it's not. You never spoke up for yourself. So that allowed you to be subjected to so many things that should not have happened to you. And I think we need that season to be over. I think we need to start speaking. I think we need to start talking. 
not from a place of hurt, not from a place of unhealed trauma wounds and all this extra stuff, but we need to start speaking and using our words from a healed environment. And we have to create that healed environment. We have to look back at our past and say, that's not who I am anymore. And this is not aligned to who I want to be in the future. And I'm not going to let this affect me anymore. Because it's not benefiting me, but it's benefiting those people around me. And I refuse to suffer in silence so they can be comfortable. I refuse to keep doing that. You have to stand for something or fall for anything. And I don't know about y'all, but I'm tired of falling, okay? I'm tired of being manipulated. I'm tired, tired of not using my voice and getting ran over. I'm tired, and I know you are too. I know it's draining being the nice person all the time to make other people comfortable. But who is being nice to you? Not even you are being nice to you. Not even you are standing up for you. You can go out here and stand up for everybody else and speak to everybody else or speak up for everybody else, but nobody is doing that for you. You can't pour from an, an empty glass. You can't. It's 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 impossible. What are you going to pour? There's nothing there. So before you start speaking up for others and before you start helping other people out of their predicament, make sure that you're looking at yourself first and speaking up for you and no longer operating in a place of shame or being miserable, but now operating in a place of being healed, flourishing, growing, and understand that your life, your mouth, your feelings, your thoughts are just as valid and valuable as anyone else's. And you deserve to speak up for yourself. And I will say this once again, because I feel like I have not said it enough. We cannot afford to remain uncomfortable in silence while others are comfortable because of our silence. No more looking out for others before you look out for you. That is self-sabotaging at its finest. You have to believe that you are worthy of having your feelings and thoughts considered by yourself first before anybody else will. And if you don't know yourself, the world will quickly draw out who you are. You will be what they say you are because you have not defined those on your own terms. Literally. I know I kind of dragged it out because I said, I'm just going to add this little bit. I'm just going to add this little bit. And here we are 23 minutes in. (laughs) But it's with good intention and I hope with greater impact. So I'm going to leave you all with that, that thought. I don't want you bubbling over in anger that you haven't been using your voice. Understand that you have to grow. You know, you were where you were because you knew what you knew. You did what you could. So forgive yourself. That's the first step that I did. I forgave myself for not using my voice and letting people run over me and not establishing those clear boundaries. I forgave myself for operating in love for necessity rather than an option. 
because that right there can silence your voice in many ways. Remaining in relationships that no longer serve you because you don't want to be alone. So you stay quiet and you sit here and allow things to happen to you that should not have happened to you because you were too afraid to use your voice because you did not want to be alone. I know I'm talking to somebody out here. I know I'm talking to somebody, okay? I know I'm talking to somebody. And I feel it. This word is going to reach whoever it needs to reach. And I'm going to stop it right there. I'm going to stop it right there because if I get too into it, we're going to get into it. (laughs) But literally, forgive yourself. Love yourself. You did the best you could with, with, with what you had. And now that you may have tools that may help you out of your situation, use them and do better. Give yourself the same compassion that you would give other people. But understand that this is this is done. The season of remaining quiet is over. It's done. It's finished. It's finito. Okay? Stop being quiet because we cannot afford to for others' comfortability off of our pain and suffering. Stop it. No more. All right, you guys. So that's, I'm going to wrap that up. Did not mean to go 25 minutes. <laughs> I was looking at the clock at 12 minutes. It was like, well, what am I going to talk about now? Because I've, I've explained everything. No, I haven't. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But that is literally that's all I want to leave you guys with today I hope you enjoy the rest of your day and happy Thursday I love you all do not forget to comment and subscribe I'm on Apple Podcasts. I'm on Google Podcasts, and I'm also on Spotify Podcasts. and if y'all want me to branch out and add more podcast um, outlets I definitely will just let me know All right, I'm going to leave y'all to it. I love y'all. Like I said before, have a great rest of your day. Those are my kisses. Enjoy them.